At the local level, conflict is up close and personal. People not only show up in your public meetings to tell you what they think, they also see you in the grocery store, at the post office, at lunch, and they track you on social media. You can't really avoid hearing what people think, and sometimes it's not comfortable. Today we're hearing about managing conflict from Professor John Stevens, Associate Professor of Public Administration and Government. Professor Stevens specializes in conflict analysis and dispute resolutions. I'm going to talk about uh, three ways that conflict often comes into the life of elected officials in county and city positions. Uh, first, uh, about how to try to build working relationships with your fellow board members as a newly elected person comes on the board or council. Second, some tips on responding to criticism, sometimes from people in the room and sometimes on social media. And third, about structuring board meetings in a way that balances traditions that seem to work for current board members, but also are fair to new board members. So let's go to the first one, trying to move from that campaigning mode to working together on the same board. Political campaigns are often hard on the feelings. It's easy to feel bruised after an election. Some of your incumbent members may have supported your opponent. Um, they may have even made direct criticisms about you. Remember, conflict is what makes news. Traditional media and social media play up conflict. It's an easy way to get a story. And it's easy for you to have one bad experience and to look at that person as a bad person or someone against you and would only look for information that confirms those views. So the goal I'm offering you to today is to simply how to work together in a reasonable manner. I'm not asking that you have to like all your fellow council or board members, but being able to work in a predictable and even-handed way is good for you, good for them, and good for the people you represent. You will win some, you'll lose some, but how to be part of what's seen as a fair process is in everyone's interest. So here are some steps for working toward a good relationship. I'm happy to turn to Elizabeth Johnson, who's a member of the Morrisville Town Council, who talks a bit about how she goes about it. So that, that is difficult to change that mindset. Um, and I would say reach out to someone else who has served. Um, it could be somebody on your council that you work with. It could be somebody on a neighboring, in a neighboring town on, a, on another council. I would say reach out to someone else and look for somebody who's already gone down this road and struggled through um, um, these situations before and ask them for their advice and ask them to, to mentor you. I think that's that's a great, you know, we do that in all other um, um, situations in our life or positions or um, wherever else we're employed. Why not here in governing? A second area to look to is opportunities to build common ground or at least to see if it's possible. Sometimes it seems quite surprising as we'll hear from Kevin Austin, a county commissioner in Yadkin County. When I came onto my board, I was in the minority, and so it was difficult for me to find those issues at first, but I didn't give up. So in time, I was able to identify a couple issues, so I was able to build a coalition around that, and it actually uh, gave me a great place to, uh, to have a solid relationship with other members of my board. 
A third way that can be very helpful is to look for a guide or a mentor. That person in particular can be very helpful in switching gears from campaigning and opposing different things and trying to work for those areas of governing. I think it's really important for um, long-standing elected officials or even, you know, second-term elected officials to reach out to the to newly elected. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, so what I do, um, every time there's somebody new to council, I will reach out to them and meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. There are many common differences that may divide or at least have very different views among you and other board members. Taxes is a very typical one. Many people are very strong on the idea of not raising taxes or cutting taxes. That's what's appropriate for their constituents. Other people may look at the needs of the county or city and say that there is more money needed for these particular needs and may be open for tax or fee increases. Another difference that may divide people is the issues of growth. New businesses and homes may be of critical importance for communities versus other people saying it's growing too fast or let's not disrupt what makes our county or our town appealing. We want to try to keep things the way they are without that kind of disruption that growth brings. For these issues and others, even if you are in the political minority right now, you could still find ways to work together. Here's Kevin Austin again. And that's what it really is. It's when those are issues surface, being prepared to, to, to go with them because there are so many issues and they don't surface at once. Uh, you just have to be prepared to recognize the common ground where it exists. The final point I want to bring here about how you directly work with your colleagues is maybe finding out more about them always best face to face. But a secondary way would be who else has worked with your colleagues? other than elected officials, someone who's worked with them in a business relationship or a community board relationship or through church or other kinds of settings, that can be another way that gives you the insights to seek those common interests. Now, switching gears, let's look beyond the people specifically on your board. And the idea I have is bringing more people in. It rarely is a one-on-one -on -one game when it comes to governing. So be sure to listen to all your colleagues even if you see one particular colleague as leading the group. The second area is really looking at the advisory boards that your county or city has in place to address particular issues. Your board makes an appointment to a wide range of these citizen volunteer boards. The goal of these boards is to help you and your board or council make decisions, gather information, look at the issue from many sides, and provide a recommendation to you. Planning boards are a typical example of that, although sometimes they are empowered to make their own decisions, but most boards give you advice. So instead of looking at only who is on your board, look at the resources that these advisory boards can bring. Finally, finishing with the idea of campaign promises. You may have made some very specific promises, and you need to protect those positions that you've laid out for what's best for your community. You don't have to give that up. The question really is, how can you reach that goal? How do you get the support from your members, your fellow members, about how to go about doing that? So we've just talked about building effective working relationships with your colleagues on your council or board. 
Now we're moving to part two, responding to criticism. You are in the public eye. Most people think you will have superpowers to solve the problems of your community, to fire that nasty government employee, or to fix a big community problem. And you do have a major responsibility, but only as a member of the group. That there, it's a matter of how you get to a majority to make any significant changes in your county or town. When you're hit with criticism, face-to-face -face at a public hearing or public comment period, or on social media, or through traditional media, your natural reaction is going to be fight or flight, that you'll want to push back, or you may want to just dig yourself into a hole. Those are the natural reactions. I'm going to give you a few tips for something other than fight or flight. If this happens in a public meeting, be sure there are appropriate ground rules. So check with your clerk and manager. Typically, there's rules about appropriate language, about addressing the whole board rather than picking out just one person. Those ground rules can manage that kind of criticism in a good way. Secondly, after you've heard the criticism of you, your policy, your position, try to focus on the issue and not the person. Certainly, it's easy to take it personally, especially if you've had a particular relationship with whoever's speaking. Maybe they ran against you. Maybe they supported your opponent. Maybe they're just a community gadfly that you frankly don't like that much. But let's try to get down to what the choices are around the issue. The first step in that area is, if it comes to you, oftentimes it's up to the mayor or the chair of the board, but summarize their views. At least show them that you understand what they're saying that gives them some recognition that you have heard them. Next, try to look for the underlying interest or value that motivates what they think. So going back to what we said in the first segment, it may be they don't want to pay more, no new taxes, cut taxes, they don't like a fee. People understand that, they want to keep their money, and they're skeptical about what government often does with their money. So what's the underlying piece that at least you can recognize as something that's legitimate, even if you see it differently? Most importantly, if possible, give yourself and the board time to think. It's easy to get emotional and to want to act quickly, and that has risks. You may not have all the information. There may be more options than an either-or. So giving you and your fellow colleagues time to think and bringing it all together before you act is wise in almost all circumstances. The final thing about responding to criticism when it turns to news coverage. News coverage, again, could be in social media, could be radio, TV, or the newspaper. That coverage could be what you see as misinformed, wrongly informed, or designed to get under your skin. If that is what um, you know works to get you going, they may want to blow your top. And if that's caught on radio or on uh, TV, that's going to be what people think about you. If you feel your pressure rising, especially for radio, TV, certainly for newspaper as well, take a pause, give yourself a chance to think, and then give your response. The TV folks can edit that out, and you'd never have to do anything live. That's up to your choice. But on your side, it's to your benefit to pause, think through what you want to say, to understand what the issue is, and make clear 
why your views you think are the better views, but to do it in a respectful way for other views. So in review for responding to criticism, fight or flight is going to be your natural reactions. And the tips I've offered to try to navigate between those two is ground rules for public meetings, trying to focus on the issue and not the person, whether you or your mayor or the commissioner board chair can do this, summarize the person's view so they know they've been heard, and then focus more on the underlying interest or value rather than the either-or position difference. And as much as possible, give you and your colleagues time to think before you act. Those are my tips for responding to criticism. Now we're going to move on to part three. Part one was trying to work on effective working relationships. Part two was responding to criticism. And now part three is I'm calling the new kid on the block, learning and making your mark in the regular meetings your board or council has. So I'm speaking to this mainly as the new person, but it applies to all the people on the board. Um, it's likely you're going to walk into a set of procedures and traditions about how meetings are run that you'll understand as you go through meeting to meeting. So part one is indeed listening and learning, but you are of equal power to anyone else in the room, so it's okay to raise questions. You can ask about how things are run in a way that may or may not be better for you. So number one is again listening as a key way to identify common ground. Here's Kevin Austin. Well, as different as we may all seem when we're campaigning, you know, we really all have a lot in common, especially after we are elected and begin to serve. We have the public's interest at heart. There are plenty of things for us to find common ground on, and that is what I would recommend for any new elected official to do first, is try to find that common ground, those common interests, where you can partner with your fellow commissioners to make a difference for your citizens. As part of meeting procedures, here are some things that are worth considering. First, it may be useful as certain topics come up on the agenda to have the uh, board chair or the mayor start with different people from topic to topic. That way it's not always the vice chair or the mayor pro tem that gets the first uh, bite of the apple. So mixing up who is called on first helps make sure everyone feels involved. Secondly, making sure everyone at least says something, at least raising questions, maybe saying they haven't decided on it, as a first round before there's general discussion. Giving everybody a chance to say something, and anybody can pass is fine, but again, that helps make sure everyone feels treated equally. Next, um, maybe do people just jump in with opinions? Certainly, some people will already have made clear their positions. But it may be also useful to have one round about saying, what questions do we all have on this topic? So be careful. Um, it's easy to ask a question that really is a hidden argument. It shouldn't be in something like, don't you believe that? Or some kind of gotcha question. It really should be something from curiosity, something you need to get more information, perhaps to confirm your view, but to show you may be open to modifying it or at least going about that goal in a different way. This can be especially useful when staff are making formal reports to your board. Instead of just one person asking a question, getting a response, asking another question and getting a response, it may be wise for the chair or mayor to say, let's gather all our questions for this particular 
topic. And then the staff member can see how their responses weave together several questions that have been asked. That way it also sort of limits a peppering or a cross-examination of simply one person. It's okay to be critical. You may believe that staff have missed something or they really need to bring you back better information, but gathering all those questions can be helpful. Thirdly, the question is really can people be open-minded as the board moves towards an informed decision? So if people are asking for more information and research, it is usually best for people to agree on what they need rather than just one person going out on their own and saying, here's what I think is the best source of information. She or he may be correct, but oftentimes it may raise suspicions or why did you go to that source rather than another source? So making clear whether it's the town manager, whether it's a staff member, um, exactly who is going to be doing the gathering and that it's shared in an equal manner to all the members. Finally, as discussion is getting near the end, it's good to sort of have a last round to give everybody a chance to summarize their views, the reasons behind how they want to vote, and to see if anyone wants to propose an amendment or if there's reason to take a pause and come back to this at another time. As I mentioned earlier, it's often wise to take the time to make a good decision. Um, sometimes you do need to act quickly, but those situations tend to be rare. Um, and so needing to meet a deadline is something your clerk and manager should give you plenty of time and advance notice before you have to take action. So as you join the board and see how the procedures are working, think about making sure people take turns in terms of who's the first person speaking on a topic, um, how you might want to uh, gather information and ask questions of one another and staff members in a sort of bundle of questions, and then how you can be open-minded and listen for how you pursue your goals, but how you can do it in a way that looks for the opportunities, as uh, Kevin Austin pointed, for always seeking some degree of common ground. I've been glad to be part of your effort to be uh, an effective board member, newly elected to your county or city.